This is a Stand Up Labs production, powered by digital media. It's time for the End of Conversation podcast with funny man Damian Lemon. Crazy's Dominican, you know, Vladimir, come on, yo. My cool man from the county of Dade, Ali Muhammad. All right, party people. Just let y'all know right now, right off the top, no theatrics. It's just me, Ali Muhammad, the voice of your choice in the building. D Lemon is off producing the next season of Comedy Knockouts. Comedy Knockout by True TV. Vlad is in LA doing Hollywood meetings right now. So I'm going to welcome you to this most auspicious occasion, which is in the conversation. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not alone. I do have a guest today. And you know what I'm saying? A lot of times, you know, when we're in this game of life, you know, you have certain people that come along that help you along the way. In my case, you know what I'm saying? I moved to New York with nothing. And this guy gave me my first shot. And it's the reason why I'm here. So I want to welcome to the conversation my man Gary Lewis, G. Lou, you know what I'm saying, in the building. What's up, man? Hey, hey, what's going on, party people? Now, see. As you say. Yeah. So, as you see, we have a, a family of people who listen to this show every week. You know what I'm saying? We call them the conversationalists. Nice. You know what I'm saying? They check in. You know what I mean? They're here for the laughs and the jokes and the, you know what I'm saying, serious talks. And, and you know, we, we do a lot of come up talk and all that stuff. So, you know, just to give you a little background of who these people are. Right, right. And, and they're here and they're listening. And so let's give it to them. What's good, man? I can't complain, man. I'm happy to be here. Ah, oh, man, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. when you called and said, Lou, come up. And you here. I said, for sure. No doubt. That's real shit. Through Jersey traffic. And so, <laughs> we're here in New York City. It's a, it's a very sunny day today. You know what I'm saying? It's the, the best day of the year right now. It's like 74 degrees. I know y'all listen to us here talk about the, 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 the crazy weather and Vlad gets to brag about the L.A. weather. But- it's 74 degrees, the sun is out, it's beautiful. And on Facebook, I saw somebody say that it's, um, today is the beginning of reckless eyeball. <laughs> reckless eyeballing. <laughs> True that, for real. <laughs> the beginning of reckless eyeballing. What right. you know about reckless eyeballing? I know, I know about it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Ladies, get your toes done. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Hey, they, they ladies might have rules for y'all, too. You no, know they, do. they do. This this the introduction to, to let you know who been doing what they, the workouts during the winter. That's right. That's right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's time who, to show it off. Who been, who been laying around, at, you know what I'm saying, lazy. That's right. Booed up. Booed up. You know what I'm saying, but in New York City, a lot of a lot of times, you know, when the weather break, that's when you really know the, the what the new style's gonna be. You know what I'm saying? You get to see it. You get to see it. You get to see what disappears. Some shit comes obsolete. You know what I'm saying? Like one summer, panties went away. You know what I'm saying? Remember when Jay Z was like, the- you know what I'm saying? Jeans and no panties. That's so necessary. Like you know what I'm saying? It was just a season where it just it just went away. Right. Like. Who? How does that happen? That's real talk. What? How, what? What's some of your observations during the breaking weather? I just I think people lose their mind because you coupled up and booed up for about three or four months, and then finally you get that break and you're like, oh, here it comes. You know what I'm saying? And people just start losing their mind. <laughs> it's just like, damn. Today was nice, but damn. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's just kind of like you know, on these types of days. When you 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 opt in, you like you know what I'm saying. I can get the train over here, 
but then you might just take a walk. You to might the, walk to a couple the, more the extra long, blocks. The yeah, extra yeah, train station. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You end up, you know what I'm saying, coming from 34th, you end up on West 4th. <laughs> to, sec- to see if a little bit more. Reckless eyeball. <laughs> a little reckless eyeballing out <laughs> yeah, there. Right. It's real. That's real for real. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because, you know, times like these, you know, it's like, hey, man, like you say, you've been cooped up. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's good to see things. No doubt, no doubt. So what's you been up to, man? I just flew back yesterday from... Uh, from Florida. Where it's always reckless eyeball season. it's always reckless eyeball season. And I was down there for a week, had meetings and things like that, and then came back actually late last night and caught the 1230 flight, and I saw everybody in the airport going crazy. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm sure they were. <laughs> and I was on Spirit Airlines. I don't know why they call it Spirit, because I wasn't too happy. Wow, what was going on with your flight? I was like, Spirit, where the chili is at? This is bad. <laughs> bags everywhere. It was, I guess they changed the colors. They black and yellow now. Oh, I thought shit. I was at the a Pittsburgh Steelers game. <laughs> black and yellow, black, black and yellow. yellow. Yeah, I'm like, Weirds. didn't it used to be red or something before? I don't know. I never flew Spirit. Yeah, Spirit is like the Greyhound of the skies. It, it really is. It really is. But you know what? I caught the flight at the last minute to come back. And the shit was like fifty two dollars mm, mm, one way. That sound good. Yeah, and then they charged me seven hundred thousand dollars for my bag, so they made it up. And, <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then they take, then they take a hundred thousand from your spirit. Yeah, your real spirit. That's yeah, why they call that, it spirit. That's why they call it spirit. <laughs> well, we gonna charge your spirit to the game. So that was something. But actually, the flight was good. What they talking about in the airport though? It was a little tense. It was a little tense. Yeah, I don't you know, know you know, I, with with this United shit, you know what I'm saying? I Motherfuckers that, is kinda nervous. Yeah, little people was a little excited. You know, the, you know, the, more so than often. You know, United is, you know, knocking niggas out and taking them off the plane about, you know what I'm saying, seats that he paid for. That's crazy. You know what I mean? That was a straight choke up. That the, yo, the comedy, well, it's unfortunate because it was a miss. It was a bad situation, but People are really having a ball. Well, you know, the, the internet the is internet, undefeated. The internet is undefeated. You know what I'm saying? The internet don't You're not lose. beating that. Nah, they You're don't not lose. It. You know what I'm saying? If it happens, it's going down. You gotta, it's going to happen. You just got to let that go. But United is taking the L right now. But you know what I'm saying? It's funny, man, because it's like, you know, me being Ali Muhammad, you know, I've been through all these scenarios <laughs> with, the, with, the, the with, with the flight people, you know what I'm saying? On the plane, off the plane, getting to the plane. We talk about it a lot here, you know what I'm saying? So I've been the one randomly or, you know, not so randomly selected to, you know what I'm saying, get off the, the motherfucking plane to move a seat. I've I've been there, you know what I'm saying? Now I've learned how to do it in case it happens again. If it happens again, I'm just not going to move until they come beat me down and then I'm going to scream. And get a check. Yeah, because see, see the problem, you know what I'm saying, when you're cool and you know what I'm saying, you black, you don't want to catch a beat down, you know what I'm saying, right, with right, the videos right. with rolling. The video, yeah, yeah. But I learned an important lesson from a man, you know what I'm saying? If you're catching the beat down on the plane, scream. Right, make noise. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Draw attention. <laughs> 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 like don't fight like you know what I'm saying you try to be cool and fight but hell yeah, no, nigga, know, no, no no nah, no no fuck that. Right, fuck right. that you gotta let that shit people whoop their cameras out yeah let that shit slide you know what I'm saying catch that beat down for the check <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Like, he damn sure about to get one. Yeah, he gonna get one. They trying to put they out. They gonna the, try to give him unlimited flights for the rest of his nah, life. Nah, fuck that. Fuck, fuck that. that. I want, we want cash. We want cash money. Straight cash, homie. They trying to smear his name now though, because he got arrested a few, you know, couple, they ain't got a, a decade ago. They ain't got nothing to do with it. I know, but it was you know it's salacious for the media. He yeah, was yeah, got yeah. A, he's a doc that got arrested for trading pills for sex. 
Ooh. with a dude. Ooh. So, you know, they trying to run that on him. You know what I'm wow. saying? They smearing his name a little bit, but that's only going to help his suit. Wow. You know what I'm saying? That's a, they trying to keep the public relations up, but that's only helping his pockets. Because now he can say, you ruined my name. I've been clear of that. I didn't go to jail. I got my license back. Y'all trying to drag me down, and, and I wasn't I, doing nothing but paying y'all. I lost y'all. a lot of business because of that. I'm only paying y'all to fly to my destination. I was trying to go to the crib. That's it. How the fuck I end up in a UFC fight? Shout out to my, what's the people over there? Connor McCracken. Okay. No Shout doubt. out to Connor. You know what I'm saying? Because y'all know Chris, he, he do the UFC podcast too. Oh, okay. You know what I'm saying? Y'all can't see it, but UFC all around us. So, But anyway. Shot, you know what I mean? They done turned the flight into the UFC situation. <laughs> bad. <laughs> Unfortunate. That's, that's bad business, man. That's bad business. That's bad business, but man. Then they beat him down. He got well, up. How about the irony that the name of the airline is United? That is so ununited. <laughs> that's not United. <laughs> United been fucking up lately, man. For a minute. They done, they done caught a couple of bad weeks. They was the ones that, that didn't let the girls with the leggings on the plane. We as consumers should jump on that. Well, we are. They need to give us some kind of discount, a beat well, down discount. Well, you know, if they you ever boxed in your life, you get to fly free. Mm. Something. If you ever got drug on the internet, if you, you get to fly free. You get what's, to fly. what's the what's the, uh, what's the what's the what's the original girl? Shark, what's the Sharquisha? You know what I'm saying? The girl that Sharquisha beat up need to get unlimited flights. Unlimited flights. No unlimited. Anytime you miles, any, anytime you get drug on the internet. You should get a flight on United. That, that's I think that's good. <laughs> That'd be a good one. You know what I'm saying? I shout out that website that does that. I don't know if we're giving plugs to other people, but you know the website. Hey man, let's shout them World out. World Star should be all over there right now. Yeah, if bro, I worked bro, in a marketing bro, department, I would be on that. World right Star now. United, United together. together. Oh, that that is dope. That See, because y'all don't know. But <laughs> wait, let me just hold up, break it down. See, Gary Lewis is a a master marketer. You know what I'm saying? And you know when he hired me in the vibe marketing department, you know what I'm saying I, I I realized that. But this is this is one of these situations where this is not real. But if it were to be real, he would have the answers. That's how I flip it. You know what I'm saying? World Star and United it's doing something good. Like what? They got to do something good for the people. Like. Is Haiti still fucked up? I, I don't know all the specifics. Well, you know, is, you is, know is it, Haiti going to be in need? We need to help Haiti. Yeah, let's send them do something. Let them do something. Free flights to Haiti Free if you flight. get drug on the internet. If you get drug on the internet. But well, Cuba open up now. Cuba could be a good look too. You know what I'm saying? Anywhere where people need some help, they got to pay. Just they, like when United. the dudes fucked up in New Orleans with the oil, mm-hmm. they had to pay. Right. Remember yeah. Denny's messed up? Yeah. They had to pay. No doubt. So United need to pay for the people, not just the beatdown. They need to pay the people. They need to pay the people. There need to be a people payout. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah, we need to run that campaign. <laughs> we need to run that the campaign. People, the, the people paid out. out. The people you know paid out. United. The, the get drug campaign. United we stand. You know what I'm saying? Beat down we fall. United we fall. <laughs> <laughs> What else going on, man? Yeah. You got Trump in the White House wilding. He is, man. I'm uh I still wanna believe that the dude can do something. You voted for him? No. Oh. 
No. Okay. I, I at least. I just wanted to get. I just, I, I didn't you know that wasn't even part of the conversation. Yeah, I just yeah, wanted yeah. to know who yeah. I was dealing with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I usually <laughs> don't even talk about politics like that, but I, I no, I didn't, I didn't vote for him. Um, but he's in there, mm-hmm. and he got elected, mm-hmm. and I got side bets going. He ain't gonna make it four years. <laughs> <laughs> But who knows? You got a pool. You just don't. You never know. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean. So I wanna, I wanna, I wanna be hopeful in the country that you know he could right the ship and 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 make some policies or something that's good. But I, you know, so far you don't trust it. I don't trust it, man. It's comedy right now. It's like Comedy Central in the White House. No doubt. I don't even watch the news to get real news. What you watch about? Comedy. I don't even Comedy Central should be mad at CNN right now because CNN. I watch Comedy Central for jokes. I watch CNN now for jokes. Or maybe Comedy Central should get in on the game and do what they doing the jokes. But they need to do live jokes from the, no, from no, DC. That's, that's real talk. They need a correspondent. They need a correspondent. They need their, that's real talk. I mean Saturday Night Live doing it. Saturday Night Live is on fire right now. They, they their whole brand is coming back because of Trump. they are they on fire right now. They was dead for the last what month. They didn't have no live shows, and now they, they have no live shows. It was all repeats. Really? Yeah, they take a little break. I guess it was a little high, high, little high. They was trying to figure it out, and then they came back strong the other day. But it's you know it's good for their brand. Look, everybody makes money off of pain. Everybody makes money off of good. So. Mm-hmm. God bless the United States of America. No. And, America. And, and America. I mean, you know, so to speak, you kind of grew up in the politics thing. I mean, not loosely related. No, how you figure that? I mean, I mean, should I say my pop? My pops wasn't in politics, but he was. A, he was like the first black Secret Service dude. He wasn't Secret Service. He was FBI. I thought he worked for Jackie O. Yeah, that was FBI. I thought that was Secret Service. No, that was FBI. Well, his dad was one of the first black FBI dudes who... He was the first black FBI agent in the United States. On Jackie O? Detail? No, no, no. Well, that that, that became one of his posts, one of his opportunities, job posts, that they said, we gonna, you're going to be on that detail when she comes to New York. Oh, wow. So, so, I mean, he was like a historical figure around these parts. Yeah, right? man, because that was right in the middle of the civil rights movement it's a lot lot behind that right so i mean you know we i know when i first got to new york and you know like i said last week we talked about you know you go to go to college and you meet people who is like you know i met i met this you know tasha cole mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And tasha cole's people been getting it since reconstruction and shit like that right you know what i'm saying and then when I met Gary, you know what I'm saying, Gary's dad was one of the first black, the first black FBI guy that worked with Jackie O. I'm like, man, how the fuck does that happen? How does that happen? Well, he was the first black track and football captain at Notre Dame. See, he was breaking barriers already. He was breaking barriers. So he was the what now? He was the first black track and football captain at University of Notre Dame in the 50s. How'd that happen? He could ball. <laughs> <laughs> he was running cats over. <laughs> it was like we like that cat right there. <laughs> that's at the end of the day. That's what it was. Nice. And the game was changing. And and uh, you know, respect and shout out to him, man. He he was he's still my hero. Although he's gone, rest in peace. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was definitely a hero and still is a hero of mine. And 
I think about them every day. So, like, how does that work when you're a kid and your dad is, like, a legend in these different kinds of places? You know what I'm saying? Everywhere he's going, he's kind of breaking these barriers. How does that how does that how do you how do you feel as a kid as you watch it and then you know what I'm saying you really don't know well he I, shout out to him because he never really made that his existence mm-hmm. it was more or less the people around him made it his existence he was always dad to us I'm the youngest of five kids mm-hmm. so it was always for him he was always looking out about us right but everywhere we went, he knew everybody, and everybody was, oh, you know, this and that. And we we just thought that was the norm. Right. It was. It wasn't. It didn't feel uncomfortable because he didn't make it uncomfortable. Right, right, right. But, you know, now looking at it as an older man, I'm like, wow, I I, I don't even know how he did that. Mm-hmm. How he played it so cool. Right. I mean, it was just. I, I'm I'm still in. I'm like, damn. How do you know that? And he. He was the son of a of a garbage man. Mm-hmm. Nice. With a third grade education, and then he went on to do what he did. So it just goes to show it's really on you, the individual, to write your own story. One of the stories you tell about your pops that you know, what I'm saying that's always intriguing to me is like when he went to buy the house. You know what I'm saying? Can you can you fill us in on on the on that story? Because it's always it was always inspiring to me because it, it just goes to show you like you know sometimes it's just like if you want something you kind of just got to go fucking get it. You got to go get it. So he was uh, he had five kids and we was in a three bedroom apartment and we was busting at the seams and he wanted to buy a bigger house. Mm-hmm. So. This house in town, which was a pretty sizable house, a big house, mm-hmm. came available where the husband died and the wife was living there alone. And she had the house up for sale. And she had her price on it or whatever. My dad went there with one of his friends and they were going to buy the house and turn it into a country club. Mm-hmm. So they pooled their money and they was going to get it together. And then... The situation, the the other guy's money got funny. <laughs> As it sometimes, <laughs> and sometimes does. How, and sometimes things happen. But my dad still wanted the house. So he went back to the lady and he said, listen, I really want this house. But my money, I, I don't have enough to get, you know, to give you the amount of money that you want on my own as I did before. But I still love the house. I want to raise my family here. And the lady said... I saw your kids playing in the back <laughs> and we were running around and all that stuff. And she said, how much can you afford? And he said, well, the bank told me this number. And she, and it was a lot lower than what right. she wanted. And he said, that's, that's all I could do. It ain't me. It's just, that's what the banks is telling me I could do. Right. She said, I see your kids playing in the back. You have to make a promise to me to live in that house and raise your family in that house. And they did the deal, and he got the house for half of the price mm, mm, mm. than what it was on the market for, and we lived there for 40-plus years. And y'all still and got the house? Still got the house. You know what I'm saying? And see, that, that goes to show. You know what I'm saying? That When you hear shit like that, it's just like, damn. Sometimes you, you bow out before you even shoot the shot. Before you even take the shot. You know what I'm saying? Like, ah, I can't do that. Because he really, 
hindsight's twenty twenty. He told me later on, he was like, he thought it was over. Mm-hmm. And he said he couldn't sleep because he fell in love with the house. My mother, God rest her soul, she just passed away a month ago. And the rest of us, he saw how we are, that he really wanted the house. And he was thinking, damn, how can I, you know, do this? And it goes to that book, that mm-hmm. Rich Dad, Poor Dad, mm-hmm. that, uh, what's his, My, Miyazaki? What's yep. his name? That guy. The guy, that guy? Mm-hmm. Google that. Google that. Google that. Rich Dad, Poor Dad. But the premise of the book is that when your mind shuts down and you says, I can't do this, your mind shuts down. Mm-hmm. Versus how can I do this? Right. When you say how can I do this, your brain keeps working to try to figure it out. Once you say I can't do this, I can't afford this, I can't do this, your mind shuts down, all your creativity goes out the window, and the whole dream is dead. Mm. So, so he had a dream of saying, granted, in his mind, he might have been saying, I can't afford this, but his spirit said, How can I afford this? And the difference is that's how he got the house. But and that's, that's how life is. That's that was just about to say. It's like that's bigger than the house. That's like that's a metaphor every, for every, life. Everybody just listening. It's like you know what I'm saying. It's not you know I can't. It's how can I? How can I? Not how I can, can I? Once you say I can't, you're done. Yo, I can't do that. It's a, your brain stops thinking once you say I can't. The minute you say, damn, and I can't is about to creep up. Change your thought process and say, how can I do this? Hmm. And watch how creative your mind gets. Mm. That's survival. Yeah. That's the come up it. That's the come up itness. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We all the way up over here. Word. You know what I'm saying? Fuck, I can't. <laughs> how can I? You know what I'm saying? So yeah, see, so that's 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 dope shit right there. You know what I'm saying? So when I when I got here, I go with this. Yeah, yeah, you could be great, man. You know what I'm saying? We, you know. You are a guest. Thank you. You know what I'm saying? Shit. You know, Gary asking, can he partake yeah, in the, the in beer the, drinkage? In the, in the libations. In the libations. You know how, you know, I guess you might not know, but, you know, we gets the libations in. You know what I'm saying? So anyway, you know what I'm saying? So like I was saying, I, you know, I moved to New York. You know what I'm saying? And actually, ironically, this is not on purpose, but I came to New York. Down there exactly 18 years ago. I got here April 8th. Wow. 1999. You know what I'm saying? It's April, what, 11th? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, wow. So it's like my 18th. It's like a happy anniversary, Yeah, dog. it's my, my <laughs> New York anniversary and shit. You know what I'm saying? And I got here, you know, I, I know nothing. You know what I mean? I know nothing. I just know I'm trying to get on. I'm trying to make it happen. You know what I mean? And I had met Keith Klinkscales. Yep. Shout out to Keith. You know what I'm saying? Who was a fan you alumni. He came back to fan you to speak. And I had the the pleasure of meeting him through the great Dr. Hawkins. And, you know, I kept in touch and he, he looked out for me on certain things. So when I was like, you know, I'm going to move to New York, I was like, I figure I know Keith. Shit. What's the worst that can happen? <laughs> <laughs> you know, famous last words. You know what I'm saying? I get in the off looking for Keith, and he's not, you know, he, he was about to start Vanguard. So he was about to leave Vibe, so he wasn't answering the phone. And his assistant was like, hey, what do you want? It's like, hey, I'm trying to work with the Vibe Music Seminar. And she was like, well, we don't need no help with that. 
<laughs> I was like, you know, if you want to work with us, you need to call us in advance. Shout out to the gatekeepers. You know what I'm saying? What's her name? Elaine? What's Elaine. Her name? Elaine. If you want to work with us, you need to call in advance. I'm like, okay. Well, how about the vibe live that you do, which is, you know, in advance. That's in June. This is fucking April. Right. So she was like, hey, well, you need to call Gary Lewis. I'm like, all right. Gary Lewis wrote that name down. And I called that number. For six weeks straight. Every day. For, to no avail. <laughs> I mean, I might have left two messages, but I called every day. And then on one particular day, motherfucker picked up. Like, oh, shit. I didn't even know what the fuck to say. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You call, you, you're on this mission. You're calling every day. Motherfucker pick up. What do you say? I don't even fucking know. Hey, uh, this is me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, he, and he told me to bring my resume and I brought him my resume and then you know you know we a few things happened in between and then I ended up meeting him I met him at one of their parties the next week or whatever and he said come in for a meeting I'm like alright bet and then I came in for the meeting and he was like alright I gotta put you on but I can't pay you you know what I'm saying not out the gate no, 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 no. I can't pay Free labor. You know, but what you did say, and I think they already heard this story on the Muhammad Holiday episode. What you did say, I'll pay for your lunch and I'll buy your Metro car. That's it. I'm like, well, shit. That's a shot. That's my only You can eat and get around. That's my only worries in life. I call that get around money. Hey, get around money was get ahead money. Yo, that get around money is gold. You know what I'm saying? Particularly when you're trying to make it and figure it out. Hell yeah. I don't care if it's $5, $500,000 or $5 million. That get around money to make a dream come true is real. Yeah, because that's only, like, when you're trying to make it. Well, you, you need know, to eat and get around. You, your, that's your whole thing is, can I eat? eat? Can I eat to live? And can I get there? You know what I'm saying? That's what you spend your money on. Everybody, people, it's people go to work right now that's listening to this conversation. They got to get gas money. Make sure they got gas money to go to work and money to eat lunch. You know what I'm saying? A lot of times that shit ain't guaranteed. And it ain't cheap in New York. And it ain't cheap in New York. I just parked my truck next door, $54 for two hours. Lord have mercy. Don't even talk about it. Well, I appreciate you being here. You know what I'm saying? We ain't got park money. This good. <laughs> ain't no get around but money on, on libations. <laughs> ain't no get around but money on the conversation. No doubt. <laughs> it will be. Put on my tab. No, no doubt. No doubt. We we got you. We got you. next year when you come back, you know what I'm saying? We gotta get around Absolutely. So, I mean, you sitting there in that seat, you know what I'm saying? And rarely, you know what I'm saying, you don't really get to have these types of conversations years later, you know what I'm saying, with your your break. But we got this opportunity, you know what I'm saying, everybody listen. What, what what was it that made you, you know what I'm saying, give a nigga a break? I, somebody gave me a break. Word. A lot of breaks along the way. Mm-hmm. And your presentation surprised me, actually. Because you brought in your resume and you told me that you had a TV show mm-hmm. in Tallahassee. We both FAMU alumni. Shout out to the Rattlers, Florida. A&M. No doubt, no doubt, no doubt. 
And, and see, I didn't know that before I went in there. That was a great surprise. So when he told me he went to FAM, I'm like, okay, this FAM you love, HBCU, blah, blah, blah. And then he said, I got a television show, which I actually had seen. Mm. And I'm like, yo, I, I, I remember that show. And he was like, yeah, I started that with my boy. That immediately put me in understanding you like this dude got hustle. Mm. And then it put me in a comfort zone to say a dude or a female, anybody that has hustle with an opportunity, the sky is the limit. Mm -hmm. Actually, the sky is the view is not the limit. Ah, yeah. I saw you post that the other day. You like that? Yeah, I like that. I like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so the sky is the view, not the limit. And I said, wow, this dude is out here. He's hustling. He's trying to make it happen. And it's one thing, shout out to my dad back, you know, shout out to him because he always told me luck is the residue of a good plan. Mm. He's like, there's no such thing as luck, son. Luck is the residue of a good plan. Right. So all y'all weed smokers that got residue and all that stuff around, there's there's a there's a mission and a purpose attached to that. Well, you know, crack smokers have residue too. Crack, yeah. I'm and not. They, a, and I'm they, not, and they are not, the most diligent at oh, getting that residue. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> so now all they gotta do is come up with a good plan. Now, I'm they, not a they crack. hustling backwards though. They, they going yeah. in the. In the I'm record. not a crack or a weed smoker, but if I was, that residue is a good plan in there if you no put doubt. it together. Yeah, if you put it together. So you know, I, that that always stuck with me. And your presentation was was inspiring that you came from the same place we had you know common ground obviously mm -hmm. going to, to FAMU together um but I know how that how that was right so right. I said yo you know you think you could do the job here and you said yeah I said all right come in Monday you start Monday and it was and the rest is history but it was Wednesday guess what I did what'd you do I came in Friday because uh, <laughs> <laughs> Thursday I was sitting around like, shit, I should go up there. Nah, he said Monday. I'm like, ah, oh, ain't got shit to do though. I said, fuck it. Friday came. I was like, man, fuck it. It's Friday. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to just go up there. You know what I mean? Fuck it. The worst they could do is send me home and I'll come back Monday. Right. But I got there Friday. You were on the phone with cool cigarettes. Yeah. And you hung up the phone and said, hey, man. Cool want to do it at the party. Go set it up. <laughs> and I had just walked in the door. Yeah, that's how you learn. And I was like, okay. Sing or swim. I was like, fuck, fuck it then. And then I went, conference room, because that was the only phone available. Tried the long distance, because, you know, long distance was a big deal. Yeah, you had to dial the nine you know and, the, and the number. And I'm the... like, oh, let me see if this long distance work. <laughs> oh, shit. It worked. The long distance work. So I called around Florida, you made some calls and shit. You know what I'm saying? Talked to a few people, got it set up, and brought it back to you. A couple hours later, like, hey, this is where we could do it. This is how much it'll cost. We could get the radio station involved, and this the DJ we could use. You know what I'm saying? You was like, how the fuck you do that? I'm like, I call such and such. And he was like, you know such and such? So I'm like, yeah, that's my man. She's like, hey, man, when you come in Monday, bring me an invoice. I'm like, why? And you pay me. Yes, he's like I'm gonna find some money for you, man. Shit, goddamn. No, cause that that you 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 was delivering before you was even asked to deliver. Well, you asked me. <laughs> <laughs> you asked. 
No, but you was every test that I put in front of you, you passed. No doubt. No at doubt. that time. At that time. Bert. You every everything it was there was no there was no stumbling or nothing. So it turned the trend the what what you call it? the get around money the get around money makes into into an invoice, which changed everything. Because to me, you know what I'm saying, just a few days before, I was thinking maybe I should quit, maybe I should go back to Miami. But then I thought, self, you can't even afford to go back to Miami. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? It was like that. It was like that. You got you got fucking twenty dollars. You can't go nowhere. You got to make this shit work. You know what I'm saying? So to go from that and maybe eight days later to an invoice, king of the world. Who telling me shit? I ain't nobody telling me nothing, man. I done did it. They ain't did shit really, but in the scope of, you know. Did I do the right thing or or should I quit? All that was out the window. It was out the window. You know what I'm saying? It's now okay. Let's fly. You was well on your way. You know what I'm saying, and that and that, my friends, was the moment of you know the breakthrough. You know what I'm saying? And when you get to the breakthrough, it's always right around the corner from the give up. You know what I'm saying? So when you get to the give up, you know what I'm saying. A lot of times you quit. Well, the setback is nothing but. An opportunity for the setup for the right. next joint. Right. So I'm telling you, the day before my meeting with you, I was walking through Penn Station with not enough money to get on the train talking about I should quit. I should just go home. And you've been here for 18 years now. And then this is 18 years. Ain't that a trip? You know what I'm saying? This, this is just crazy. It's life, man. But- it's plenty of people out there listening to the conversation right now that's like, I should fucking quit. Don't quit. I'm telling you. This shit is not happening. It's the experience. The give up is right around the corner from the breakthrough. You know what I'm saying? Most of your listeners are how old? Well, it varies. You know what I'm saying? We got young listeners. We got, you know what I'm saying, grown folks. We, had a, we have a range. We have a plethora. You got a plethora of range? Okay. Yeah. So you know Celestine prophecy type shit. Hell yeah, hell yeah, hell yeah. That, okay. You know what I'm saying? Because you got people, you got people that's young and going to work and trying to make shit happen. Right. Then you got you know what I'm saying established folks that listen. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So it's a, so, whole, it's a yeah, game. it's a range. So we don't worry about it. Right. We right. get this information. Everybody take it. Do what they want with it. And they do what they want with it, and they appreciate <clears> it. And they come back next week to hear what we got. A lot of times we tell them a lot of jokes. I think we got a little serious, but you know what I'm saying? It's all good. Love comedy. Nothing like a good joke. Uh, who you fuck with in comedy? I like the old greats. I really miss my man um, O'Neal. Patrice O'Neal. Patrice O'Neal. That's he, that's D Lemon's one of his favorite comics. Yo, Patrice O'Neal was one of my one of my all time favorites. Man, rest in peace to him. Um, I like a lot of the young new cats. A lot of them I may not know their names like that. Um. Obviously, I know all the old greats, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but but Patricia O'Neill was was a special cat. He he, I, I liked his flow, and obviously, I like what Dave Chappelle's doing right now. Mm. I know he's. I don't even say he's coming back. He never really went nowhere to me. He right, he went everywhere to everybody else. He just he just took a break for a minute and was like, "You saw the special? I haven't seen it. Oh man, you gotta get on it. Is man. it not? Yeah, you you tripping, man? You yeah, gotta yeah, check it no, out. No, 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 I'm tripping. You got the Netflix? Yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah, check I it do. out. I, I we can check it out, man. 
sit down with your lady. I might watch that tonight. Well, there it is. Yeah, night treat, night treat. How about that? <laughs> so, what music you listen to right now? Everything. You can't listen to every fucking thing. There's eight billion songs well, on well, the motherfucking. ITunes. It is. It is. There's a lot of music in the in the in the cloud. But I like. Uh, I was listening to a cool CD, not CD, but a joint coming in. Uh, Black Radio. Who? Black Radio. What's that? I'm gonna phone that. Um. We all going to the Google right now. Yeah, what the fuck is, is this? That's an artist named Black Radio? No, nah, it's called Black Radio Robert Glasper. Oh, okay. R&B Robert Glasper, Soul, like the jazz, jazz cat. Yeah. The jazz cat, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah his uh, Black Radio Robert Glasper, R&B Soul 2012, hot. Mm. And uh, actually, I'm working with, with the John Coltrane Estate on a documentary film that's coming out. Actually, we're premiering it this Friday in New York, April 14th. Okay. At the IFC Theater. And um, it's the whole documentary about John Coltrane's life. Nice. <clears throat> and know, I'm doing all the experiential marketing around the film. You know what's ironic about that and well, this and this 18 years and April 11th or 12th as y'all listening to it? Yep. When I got here... You know, I hate to keep taking it back to when I got here, but since you're here, I'm going to keep taking it back to when I got here. Okay. When I got here, you know what I'm saying, everybody who listened to the Muhammad Holiday, they know this story. That's an episode, Muhammad Holiday. I had this girlfriend, you know what I'm saying, who was a mad student at NYU, and she had this John Coltrane CD. Nice. And it was uh, the CD that had Equinox on it and all that shit. And I got here, I had signed up for this temp agency. And I, even though I had all these skills and, you know what I'm saying, like you saw a TV show and you was like, oh, word. Right. When Temp ABC see that shit, they like, oh, no, mailroom. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, right, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. like motherfucker, <laughs> shit, I got skills. Right. Yeah, skills to pass these bills around. <laughs> shit. You know what I'm saying? So I'm in some fucking corporate institution, uh, some financial place, and I'm in the mailroom and shit, and I'm sorting mail, and the motherfucking receptionist are fucking giving me their ass to kiss, and I'm trying to run downstairs to the payphone to call your, your ass every day on my 15-minute break. But the whole time I'm sorting this mail, I got this John Coltrane CD, and it's Equinox, and Equinox was like my favorite one. I'm just playing that shit over and over. That just had me in the motherfucking house. like, shit, I'm gonna make this motherfucking shit happen. Right. I'm in New York, and I'm listening to jazz. <laughs> And you know what I'm saying? It's just ironic that you're working on the Coltrane documentary. 18 years later. 18 years later. And you know what I'm saying? We sitting here in the conversation. That, that's just some random shit that just came up, y'all. You know what I'm saying? Well, look out for the John Coltrane film. It's called Chasing Train, done by Media 17 Films. Mm-hmm. A gentleman by the name of Spencer Proffer. Okay. He's the executive producer of the film. Mm-hmm. And it's unbelievable. And it's getting Academy Award. <clears throat> type reviews. Who's all? Who all did you talk to? Denzel Washington is the voice of Coltrane in oh, the wow. film. Oh, that's cool. So Denzel, oddly enough, I've come to find out that John Coltrane never did TV interviews mm. or even radio interviews. Not many. Mm-hmm. So, but he did interviews with magazines. So what they wanted to do in the film is to bring John Coltrane to life. So they took a lot of his magazine interviews and then gave it to Denzel and Denzel was the voice of Coltrane <clears throat> based on the interviews. Wow. 
So he's the voice of Coltrane throughout the film. And they got Bill Clinton, um, Santana, they got all the Common. Cool, cool motherfuckers. They got all the old school and new school. They got, you know, Commons in the film. Mm-hmm. And they're talking about this spiritual journey that, that Coltrane was on and his battles and struggles with drug addiction, mm-hmm. how he came through it, how he actually produced that 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 song. Obviously, we all know Love Supreme. Mm-hmm. Um, that was all part of his spiritual journey, and he was all about pushing the boundaries. Mm-hmm. And he never really got comfortable, and he came out of that rich heritage with Miles Davis, obviously, um, which everybody you know really knows about. And eventually, he just felt he grew out of the band and created his own. Right. And then they they just did the Miles movie. They just did the Miles movie. Right, right, right. Now this movie is a documentary. documentary the Miles right. movie was more of a, like a entertainment movie. Hollywood type. This right, is right, right. real story, like a look in in a, in a behind the scenes look into John Coltrane's life. Right, right, right. And it's working with his son Ravi and, and the whole thing. So it's been a blessing to be a part of it, man. Nice, nice. So I'm nice. listening to a lot of Coltrane now. A lot of jazz artists, mm-hmm. South African jazz artists now. Uh, people in Europe, and obviously I'm a, I'm a hip hop set, so I still gotta give a shout out to Lil Uzi and who? What the fuck you just said, Lil Uzi? Who the fuck is you, Lil Uzi? Come on, man. Get, get, get Ain't that shit. what they call him? Nah, motherfucker. Is Lil, Lil Boosie? Lil Uzi. Oh, little Uzi. Uzi Vert. Uzi Vert. Come on, man. You're showing your age. See, I was going. I gave you a pass when you said new school, and damn, then said common. Damn. You know what I'm saying? Uzi, I gave Lil you that Boosie, pass. Lil Rock. Man. Nah, I, I can't let that slip. Lil' something, Lil' Mama. Lil' Uzi Vert. Lil' Uzi Vert, okay. Lil' Yachty. Lil' Yachty. You know what I'm saying? 21 Savage. Yup. 21 Guns of Missouri. I got that. I got you got that. it? You good? I got I got, you know. You, you I good? give him a little update on it. Yeah, okay, all right. I just want to make sure. You know what I'm saying? Trying to keep you, keep yeah. you in the conversation now. I'm trying to keep up. <laughs> but, you know what I'm saying? Music is a way of life, man. You got to, you know... You ain't got to like every motherfucking thing. You know what I'm saying? I know you know a lot of people be railing against the old school and the new school and the, who's the best, the blah, 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 who did this and who did that. But at the same time, man, music is is omnipresent. You know what I'm saying? It's universal. It's a universal language. You go to another country and motherfuckers be jamming this shit, they don't even know the fucking words. You know what I'm saying? Right. So let me ask you a question. I'm asking a question. Okay. Right, go ahead. Go ahead. You well, let me ask you. So <laughs> because you you at you you evolved at Vibe uh-huh. and ended up running the music department right. at Vibe uh-huh. and uh, did a hell of a job. Appreciate it. Now the evolution of music where we went from the Voli phone or whatever they called that when you spun it up mm-hmm. to the album mm-hmm. to the eight track tape to the cassette tape, to the CD, and now it's digital, MP3, and now all the music's in the cloud. Mm -hmm. You're talking about 125 years or so of evolution of of music. Right. And now all the music is in the cloud. Mm Mm-hmm. Right? Right. What what is your vision on how people are utilizing music because when it when you say it's in the cloud it's basically all you can eat music you mm-hmm. i pay nine dollars or whatever it is a month on apple and i got a hundred million songs to pick and then you know people do what they do you know what i'm saying that's a lot of food that's a lot of fucking food to but eat. You that's only, a lot of music to consume so what's your question 
How do you feel about how how are you feel how are you engaging with your music now? Well, <clears throat> are you going back to what you comfortable with? How you push? Yeah, hell boundaries? hell yeah, I go to what I'm comfortable. How with. How you breaking the boundaries? I go I go to I go what I'm I go to what the fuck I want to hear at the moment. You know what I'm saying? I like a certain shit when I'm working. You know what I'm saying? But what about discovery? How, how well, do you discover well, new I'm, shit? I'm the discoverer of discovery. I'm, oh. I'm Christopher Columbus oh. of all this shit, man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No, <laughs> no euro. <I> know you. <laughs> no euro. <laughs> but as far as like, you know what I'm saying? The thing is, what I believe is, is you know what I'm saying? Just to give a little background on discovery, you know what I'm saying? I was the one, you know, as coming up as a kid, you know, I didn't fuck with the regular R and B and pop and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Right. My sister was a, you know what I'm saying, she loved music and you know, back in the days, you had to either listen to the radio or watch TV. You couldn't do both at the same time. Right. So she was older, she was always she knew how to get there before you and had the radio on already. Right. So then you couldn't watch TVs while she put on the headphones and listen to some whatever the fuck she listened to. Right. And so I ended up hating all of that, what she was listening to, which was, you know, probably like, you know, Michael Jackson and Commodores and all that shit. Right. So I didn't even fuck with music. Right. Until I went outside. Then you go outside and the DJs is jamming on the street, like, you know, big big speakers Miami jamming. Right. And they playing different shit than what she listening to. They playing Trouble Funk Express and they playing motherfucking, you know, the the electro hip hop shit like Clear and Electric Kingdom. Right, and, right. You know what I'm saying? And Dance to the Drummer's Beat. Right. So it was like just, just wild. It, it was, seemed like jungle music. It was like, yo, this is fucking exciting. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because it's just mostly drums. Right. You know what I'm saying? That shit was whatever. And yeah. So... I tended to veer towards the, you know what I'm saying, the unpopular, you know, funk type of music. Right. You know what I'm saying? The funk genre. So when I'm, you know, in my, you know, I'm nostalgic and shit, I'm going to go to that. I'm going to go to all that, you know what I'm saying, obscure. That's your roots. That's that's that's, 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 that's home. That's home base. That's home base. That's home base. And then I would expand out from there. If it's Friday, I'm only listening to Miami music. On so, Friday. On Friday. So it's Dance with Jones B, Trouble Focus. So you go home, on Fridays, you go home. In my head, I'm home. I wish I could get up some a pound of conk, but I can't. <laughs> I got a spot in Newark. I got a spot in Newark. In I Newark. make the fresh. Yeah, I got in, the fresh oh, cock. No, oh, hey, with Newark? It's, it's I, I'll take a trip to Newark. It's fresh conk. Well, I, I go get the conk and then I bring it to the crib. I do the oh, line. Okay. I chop oh, it so up, they make sell, it myself. They, they sell, sell the fresh, fresh conk. Yeah, okay. you're right out the car. They pull it out. And then I dice it up, put the whole onions, the whole shit, I do the whole Bahamas shit, and I eat it for a week. Yeah, I need to fuck with that. Yeah, you need to fuck with that. I need to fuck with that. Shout out to Nork on the conk joint. Appreciate that. Appreciate that. See, that shit right there. I got you, bro. That's a life-changing experience. It's some good shit. But anyway. Put some jalapenos in it. Habanero. So so I got that as a section. I got a whole funk section because funk music is like my bass, too. Like, you know what I'm saying? Funk music. So that whole genre... It's kind of like when people talk about, and you know what I'm saying, the, the old school people don't come at me, you know what I'm saying, but when people talk about like the new school music and it don't make sense and it's just so repetitive and they keep just see the same, the same thing over and over and over, that's how funk music was. You know what I'm saying? It went, Funk music was 90% about sex. You know what I'm saying? They just said sex. 93. And, you know what I'm saying? About, and whatever, like push, 
Push, push, push it in the groove. Doom, 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 doom. That's the whole damn song. They ain't had a whole bunch of words to that song. That's the lyrics it. was tight. Push, 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 push it in the groove. You know what I'm saying? Pull it to my bumper, baby, in your long black limousine. Shout out to Grace Jones. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's You know what I'm saying? Funk was very simple. Very, It wasn't a whole lot of instrumentation. It was just a, a nice beat, some nice chords, and a bass line that might switch up a few times and then come right back. So... It's like now when everybody arguing over, you know what I'm saying, this this little Uzi Vert and these people, they just not doing nothing. But it's kind of the same shit. It's just simple. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And I know people going to argue me down and, you know what I'm saying, give me a hard time, but I make the, and, and the I equation, equate it. You, you equate it right. right. Yeah, because it's, it's very simple thing and and, it, and it's very limited in scope as far as the conversation. So, Do you find yourself sometimes pushing yourself to listen to something that you might look at it now and be like, this is really whack, but I got to listen to this right now because I'm you trying to just explore what's going on because you got kids and stuff just to understand that. Like who? Like. <laughs> be specific. Well, your man in L.A. is hot. Who? Um, um, your boy in L.A. My uh, boy. Well, he ain't your boy, but. Who? The rapper in L.A. It's a lot of rappers in L.A. The the, the king of rap in L.A. right now. Kendrick. Kendrick Lamar. I wouldn't say that. Would, yeah. I wouldn't force myself to listen I'm to I'm not saying for, So you like Kendrick, right? But, no, I'm going to tell you something about but, Kendrick, though. Okay. I'm okay. going to tell you something about Kendrick. Okay, let's go. Kendrick is like art. You know what I'm saying? Kendrick is like art. You know what I'm saying? Ain't no shit you about to listen to every day. You might not even revisit that shit again. But you got to you got to pay attention to it because it's important to the culture at this time. And you got to have it on your wall. And you got to have it on your wall, man, because it's art. You know what I'm saying? And it made a statement for the moment and the time. And that's really. And he got a generation on that. Right. I don't even know if that generation is listening to that shit every day. But they listen to it when it come out. Right, and, right. And but see, the thing about it is, when you understand that's your position, when and when you can create that position for yourself. Then it leaves you free. It gives you freedom to do the shit you want to do. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Because you're not constricted by I gotta make this shit that everybody gotta listen to in the club five times. I don't know if I ever heard Kendrick in the club besides um a couple of joints. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you know what I'm saying? What's that? Swimming pools was the first. Swimming one. Swimming pools. pools yeah, that, yeah. I don't know if that was in the club, but. Fucking, Thanks, pro- fucking good, problems. Good, good fucking problems was in the club. Fucking problems was, uh, yeah. was fucking right. problems was in the club. But that was probably the last Kendrick club record. He probably did that off of obligation. Well, he got the little one now with the girl. With he wants the girl to be organic. And yeah, not, yeah, I like organic yeah, too. Yeah, okay, yeah, that's how I like organic free range. Myself. Yeah, free range. You know what I'm saying? So I appreciate that. But I don't know if I'm gonna hit that in the club. But I ain't been in the club. But has anybody been in the club? That's that's see that's for critical. See that song. Kendrick Lamar is all just for critical, you know what I'm saying? It's art. Uh, you know what I'm I saying? think that's the best way to explain it. It's art. It's art. It's, it's art appreciation. You and know you gotta appreciate art. And then and that's 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 his lane. That's his lane. That's his lane. You know what I'm saying? And he owns it. And he owned that shit. You know what I mean? Because Kanye had it for a minute before the But Kanye, see the thing about Kanye, well, you know, we give Kanye a hard time. I know I do. I give Kanye a hard time. But the thing about Kanye is even when he make his art. It's in understanding and appreciation for what's happening in culture. So he gonna give you a record that might be art, but you gonna still he gonna give you one that you could jam to in the club. 
You know what I'm saying? Right, right. He's gonna sell. Right, right. He's gonna right. make he, sure. He's gonna, he gonna, he, he gonna make sure that's a part of it because that's the he knows the business. And he makes sure that it could bang if it can't bang in the streets. Kendrick was like, you know, fuck it. I'm gonna make this shit. Y'all like it, y'all don't. You know what I mean? That's how he thought that. You sound like him. You don't like it. You don't like it. You got that down. That's pretty good. That's <laughs> you know, pretty good. Cool. And and he get it off because but if Kendrick was on a different label, I don't think it would have been able to happen. Kendrick over there with Dre and Jimmy, they got a master. They got the whole. They got the blueprint. They because they Jimmy Alvin is fucking Apple. Dre is Apple, like so. They know it's gonna come out, and they know it's gonna be in rotation. So they allow Kendrick the freedom to do the shit and push the and push the boundaries and up. push the boundaries of what can happen. But every label can't support that kind of art artistic endeavor. So I got something artistic for you. To and I know you're supposed to be doing the interviewing, but we talking. I'm not, no, it's not an interview. This is a conversation. It's a conversation. You know what I'm saying? So if we was just chilling, having a cup of coffee or whatever. I got an idea. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna put this out there for free. See, I be doing that shit too. And you know, because when you give it free, I, I like that new uh, Glenn Lewis record that he did with Jazzy Jeff. I never heard it. You never heard about it? Mm-mm. Jazzy Jeff, Jazzy Jeff, and Glenn Lewis got together and did a, a record in a week. Mm-hmm. Okay. They put together a whole album in one week mm-hmm. and just put it out for free. Okay. The album is dope. Is it? And one of the segments on the album is a song and Jazzy Jeff is talking about the music industry on how they say, oh, it's six months or nine months or 12 months to make a record or whatever. He went mm-hmm. in the studio, pulled Glenn Lewis in, mm-hmm. selected a group of artists, brought them to his crib, and they made a whole album in one week. They stayed at the house and just made this album. And the album is hot. Mm-hmm. And one of the segments on the intros, Jazzy Jeff is talking about dying empty. And what does that mean? Dying empty means, from musically, he's saying, but I looked at it from a creative process as a marketing dude, like what we do. Mm-hmm. He's saying, die empty. If you're an artist, give some of your music away and sell some of your music. So you're saying leave it all on the table. Leave it all on the don't, table. Don't keep it inside. Don't have no shit, no vault. Don't have no shit. Die empty. Well, that's the, yeah, we could take that. And I, 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 I fuck with that. Right. So, I think I, so what's I, this idea? Oh, the idea had, had nothing to do with that. Oh. I was listening to the album. Okay. But I thought you was laying it out and giving us the, the idea so nah, we could we die empty and shit. Well, well, the thought process is about being creative and dying empty. And I, we talked about giving something away for free. All right, let's give it. So I'm giving this away for free. All right, let's do it. So the, 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 the concept is called... Um, Y'all like how I stay focused on that. Huh? Yeah, you brought that back. <laughs> it's called Eats and Beats. Uh-huh. Right, and it's music that inspires a chef or somebody that likes to cook to make food mm-hmm. around that music, mm-hmm. and vice versa. Food that inspires you to play certain music. Okay. So, if I made you like to cook, sometimes if you cook, we ain't got no blue apron read today. 
No, but we could shout out Blue Apron. Right? Shout out Blue Apron, one of our sponsors. You know what I'm saying? Oh, see, I ain't they even just, know. They just gave us a code today, actually. See, now you, you get more money. Now it's going to be a new thing called Eats and Beats. Go to blueapron.com uh, slash uh, in the conversation. See, here go the you know money. Hey, I gave hey, it away for hey, free. Hey, now we going to sell it. Uh, you know what I'm saying? This is it. America, this baby. Is e- Eats and Beats. <laughs> Blue yeah. Apron, if you buy it, Gary Lewis, I want a piece. Nah, we going to take it to him ourselves. Oh, let's do it. Let's do it. All right, Eats and Beats. It's called Eats and Beats. So we married food up. With lyrics and mm-hmm. lyrics up with food, but you know somebody doing that. Not not that, not, not like we gonna do it. No, not like you gonna do it. But she's a homie. Who? You know what I'm saying? Um, goddamn. Now I gotta say her name. Now I can't <laughs> I, think of I, a I name because I because <laughs> I want to say it. Now I can't think of it. Oh, shout because, out to can't think of it. You know what I'm saying? I'm a, <laughs> shit. How the fuck damn. I'm gonna forget her name? Good lord. But she do it with high school students, nah, and it's, it's, and it's inspired by 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 lyrics. It's another chef that does some shit similar too. But anyway, go ahead. Eat some beats. Eat some beats. And we are gonna get Chef Robley in them and do everyday people eat some beats. Yes. Shout out to Sada. Yep. We're gonna call Sada and we are gonna make it happen. So today I made roasted chicken uh-huh. and waffles. And who was that inspired by? I just wanted roast. I wanted chicken and waffles today. Mm-hmm. But you ain't want to fry that shit. You ain't want Roscoe's. No. Nah, you trying, made to, it trying cri- to be healthy. I made it at the crib. Oh, you ain't going to fry in your house. So I did the brine, mm-hmm. got the chicken in the brine, mm-hmm. had that done. And then the waffles, I didn't use waffle mix. I used cornbread mix mm-hmm. with jalapenos Okay, and put it in a waffle iron mm. and some blueberries. Did it come out right? What did the waffle come out straight or the, did it fall apart? It, the, I thought I didn't really know if you could put cornbread in a waffle mix like that and that shit came out perfect. It was light and fluffier than the actual waffle. Mm. But you had that cornbread country. Did you use Jiffy? Taste. I used Jiffy. Mm. Okay, so, now, so now you use the specific Jiffy jalapeno. Uh, you know the rest of the shit you put in with the Jiffy shit uh-huh. and blueberry. Blueberry what? Just regular blueberries. Fresh like blueberries. blueberries. Fresh you put blueberries. that in the... I put that in the mix. In the mix. And made that So like, like blueberry jiffy, but with organic blueberries. Yes. Okay, go ahead. And jalapenos get a little spicy kick. Okay. And a little salt. You put the jalapeno in the mix too? I put the jalapeno in the mix too. All right, all right, come on. And then cook that shit on the waffle line. And what was you listening to? That's what I'm talking about. I just made that. What music would you play if I made that meal right? Santana. What made you think of that? Jalapenos. And then I'm thinking Santana guitar. Is that racist? <laughs> Why is that racist? You said what inspired me, motherfucker. So Santana, Shit. what song? Um, Black Magic Woman. With the nice Very that, interesting. That has the motherfucking guitar solo riff of all motherfucking times. So that would go with the roasted chicken and the jalapeno. Yeah. Okay. See if you said See, fried chicken, chicken, if you said fried chicken, it would went another direction. But you didn't. So continue. Bake. Roasted chicken, roasted chicken in the brine. Yeah, yeah. So, so that's eats and beats. That's that's what it be. So if you made a meal, mm-hmm. you tell me a meal, Chris. You tell me a meal, and then I'll put a song with it. And where would we do this? You see, I put that we in there. Well, <laughs> I think because it's a podcast, we could put this as branded content and maybe add some video and follow it up recipes and shit. But as a marketing cat, I would do it. With both. Okay. And we so, just put the shit out there for free. All right. So now, everybody that's listening, you heard the recipe. For free. 
Well, we ain't talking about the idea. We, okay. You heard the recipe. Yes. The the Jiffy Jalapeno Roasted Chicken. Mm-hmm. What song, what artist and song would you put with that particular recipe? Never mind what the fuck I said because I was just talking off the top of the head. Y'all, what did, song did you think of? You know what I'm saying? Put that in the comments. Put that on the um, Snapchat. You know what I'm saying? At Thorough TV. You know what I'm saying? Put it on the Facebook for for in the conversation and on the Twitter. You know what I'm saying? At Mr. Muhammad, at D Lemon Comedy, at Laughing Vlad, or hashtag in the conversation. Let us know what song is inspired by that particular recipe. Shout out to that recipe, Jeremy Moore, the chef at Vintage uh, Flights. You stole his recipe? He he made the shit. It's free. It's in the world. He gave it away. He cooked it. What'd he you made say? This shit. Die empty. Die empty. You just stole that man recipe and put it on the conversation. Hey, Amen. But it was something you made at the house, though. Yeah. Man. He told me and said, you know. <laughs> hey, it's fat. Hey, it's out there in the world. It's oh, fat shit game. It was hey. good, man. It was good? It was, yo. You, you, like to cook. you like to cook. I love to cook. You love, you, like, you know what I'm saying? Not every man love to cook. No, I love to cook. You I go cook. to Gary. You go to a function at Gary's house. You're going to eat good. He out there on the grill doing a salmon and all kind of extra shit. Like, you come to my house for a shit. If it ain't on the table, hey. <laughs> you got to order. You go to his shit, you know what I'm saying? That shit might, you know what I'm saying? Extra shit is just going to show up. You know what I'm saying? So what, what what is it about cooking that, you know what I'm saying, you enjoy so much? Cooking is relaxing to me. It's, it allows me to create, like, what I like to do. Mm-hmm. So I'm not a conventional cook. I'm not a convention. I I don't I don't know no recipe. I I taught myself how to cook, so I I do whatever I like. Mm-hmm. What's a Gary Lewis cookout look like? All types of shit, cultures, food, lamb. I make a raspberry lamb with mushrooms. It's just nuts. <laughs> <laughs> it's just nuts, man. I don't even know how I came up with a this. raspberry lamb. I take raspberries, man. Like real raspberries. Like real raspberries and strain that shit and saute that shit up and put it on the lamb and make a little glaze on it and some garlic. No doubt. And it's the type, the response that you get from people when they're like, yo, what the fuck? It's like shit they ain't never had before because I don't know really nothing about cooking. Right. So it's not going to be nothing. Whatever you eating is not going to be something that you could say, oh, I had that before. It ain't going to be what you had before because right, I'm right, not right. doing nothing that you had before. So you made a career of making events and shit, right? Yeah. Like doing big events, you know what I'm saying, getting brands. You know what I'm saying? You was at the forefront of urban companies getting brand money to do full-out shit. Right. But, again, like I said, you do shit all the time around your around your house and doing just shit. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, <clears throat> what I was getting to when I said what's Gary Lewis cookout look like, you know what I'm saying? Like, what what's your mindset in... Because, you know, I'm not a big celebrator. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? We talk about it on the podcast. None of us are big celebrators here. And we're trying to figure out, every summer, we try to figure out how to celebrate a little more. Mm-hmm. You're a master celebrator. Mm-hmm. You celebrate all kind of shit. Right. Whatever. Well, like, what's the mindset behind, you know what I'm saying, just saying, fuck it, I'm going to celebrate this shit and put it together. Well, like, what, what, what goes on in, in that thought process? I celebrate... 24 7, 365 days a year. Mm-hmm. I'm celebrating right now. So, my whole life is a celebration. Mm-hmm. 
So I don't, my birthday ain't no different than Christmas. Mm-hmm. This interview ain't no different than my birthday. Right. I'm celebrating because I don't know how many more, I don't know how much more time I got before I'm in a box. Right. But see, when you were young, you weren't thinking about the box. No. So what were you thinking when you were celebrating when you were young? Fun. <laughs> Just having fun. And I like to see people enjoy themselves. My father taught me that. He he was a big social guy. So we always had events and stuff at the house and political parties and stuff. So it was always stuff happening at the house. He was always, he loved to entertain, mm-hmm. which is weird because my mom wasn't into that like that. Right. She was supportive, but that was more my dad's thing than it was her thing. She always right. was there and making everything, you know, making sure he had enough ice and all that type shit. But he really always wanted to make it fly. So I picked that up from him. Right. I just love to see people have a good time. So you once did a party. When I first got here, I was touched down. I don't know shit. I get here. I'm in New York. This the Orlando joint? No, not Orlando. That was oh, that was that you... was the work. Oh, okay. I used to get here. I don't know shit. You know what I'm saying? I'm I'm from Miami. You know what I'm saying? Ain't you know, Northwest Day, Carroll City. You know what I'm saying? I don't I don't know much about fly shit. You know what I'm saying? And Start hanging out, you know, I got on with Vibe. I'm hanging out with this guy, you know what I'm saying? We at these restaurants that I don't know how I fucking order. <laughs> I don't know none of this shit. This shit ain't got no prices and shit. Like, what the fuck? Like, you know what I'm saying? So you have to learn. Like, when you get into some shit, you chasing some shit, you don't know. Not only do you have to know how to be proficient at the work, but then you have to understand the culture behind it. You know what I'm saying? And the culture of fly shit is a lot different than when you coming from just fresh off the streets. Right. You know what I'm saying? You don't, you know, shit, you know. Fly shit in the streets, you know, go to the restaurant, ha ha, give me a steak and a lobster. I want two entrees during them out at the same time and shit. But, <laughs> you know, fly shit and fly shit is rules and regulations and, you know what I'm saying, it's chairs that you don't know how to pronounce and shit. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's a shivari chair. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That means some fly shit happening. Right. But you had a party. And order the wine. But don't order it yourself. Get the sommelier to come and mm-hmm. let him make a recommendation based on what you ordered because you're trying to push your little thing about your taste. So you're mm-hmm. not going to pick the wine. Right. You call the sommelier and say, hey, Mr. Sommelier, I just ordered the roast duck. Mm-hmm. What would you recommend? And I go with that because I see this roast duck is served with apricots. And you like, and the dude will come back and I'm like, oh, what about it? this, this, and this? And that motherfucker really know that shit. Jules. That's some real other shit. Message. <laughs> because I would normally just order the wine that I normally like. Mm-hmm. But if I'm doing some fly shit like you talking about, mm-hmm. I really want to take the whole experience in. So I'm going to say, you know what? I want it all. Y'all got a sommelier? Yes. Bring him out here. For all y'all don't know who a sommelier is, that's the wine expert on premise at the restaurant that knows everything about wines. So when you find yourself in a fly situation... Ask for a sommelier. Jewel. Okay. <laughs> now. And it also looks good if you ask for the sommelier and they're like, we don't have one. Be like, oh, just kind right. of, what kind of place establishment is this? is this? You might get free drinks. <laughs> <laughs> if you do, shout out to Ali. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? You know, the alternate way to get dragged. But anyway, <laughs> you had a event for you, for Scott. Yes, in the Hamptons. In the Hamptons. Oh, yes. Very I had nice. never been to the Hamptons. I don't know what the fuck the Hamptons is. So, Scott was turning 30. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Y'all, rented, y'all chartered a bus to go to the Hamptons 
and somehow I got invited to get on this bus. You was family. What you talk about? Somehow yeah, you yeah, got but, invited. You know you was family saying? at like, that point. But I don't know what the Hamptons. I don't know <laughs> shit. I'm like, okay, Hamptons, okay. Another location on, you know the, on the long latitude and longitude yeah. of, on life. Exactly. So we go, we go on this, you take a bunch of niggas on a bus to the Hamptons. First of all, it's not a bunch of niggas in the Hamptons to begin with. Very nice bus, by the way. You know what I'm saying? D-camp. Well, the air conditioning broke down halfway there. It was hot. But that added to the the thing, because everybody had to kind of strip down a little bit because it was hot on the bus. If I was playing music, I would have played the Good Times soundtrack. (laughs) (laughs) Please don't burn. No, that's not Good Times. Hey, hey. So we get to the Hamptons. And you know what I'm saying? It's a it's a affair, and then you cooking, and it became a big thing in the press because you know what I'm saying. You made some lobsters and shit for for a small group of people, yes. And everybody else got the regular shit, yes. And then the press made a thing about it. you know what I'm saying. What, what was going on? What was going on with that? Why the Why did the press do that? Mm-hmm. The press really shouldn't have been writing even about the shit in the first place. It wasn't <laughs> none of their business what the fuck we was serving. <laughs> So I don't even know what the fuck why he, I don't even know who wrote the story. <laughs> the page six. Cause, yeah, because them motherfuckers wasn't invited. Well, they heard. They heard. Somebody said. That. Somebody said a small group of people had lobsters and we had hamburgers. Hey man, it was what it was. <laughs> it was a tight budget. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? It was a. It's, it was that was a dope party. Fly. It was good. That, it was nice. It was fly, but it went like for all night. For two days. Forty-eight hour joint ain't nothing like a forty-eight hour party that starts on Friday and ends on Sunday morning. All right, so give us the jewels. This is summer coming. This is the first day of spring. It's seventy-four degrees. Yes, it's two thousand seventeen. Excited. You know what I'm saying? We in New York City or anywhere in the world. Indeed. How do we prepare a gathering of friends to celebrate? You know the summer because I'm asking for myself. You know, usually you ask for a friend, right? But I'm asking for myself because I want to celebrate this summer. You want to celebrate to the next level? I would take a look at some of your short-term goals Mm -hmm. that you have. What goals got to do with this party? But go ahead, continue. Because the goals is a party. Mm. Nugget, jewel. So if you got short-term goals, you say, all right, in the next two, three months, I want to do X. Mm-hmm. And you write a little sticky. I got stickies all over my house. Mm-hmm. And you got a sticky on your kitchen or wherever you put it <clears throat> that I'm going to do this by that time period. It's a reminder of you that you're, you're chasing that goal. Mm-hmm. And then once you hit that goal, that calls for celebration. Mm-hmm. Depending on the goal might depend on the celebration. Okay. It could be personal for the family. Right. I want to do X with my, my son. Or I want to do X with my wife. Or I want to mm-hmm. do X with this. Or I want to get this radio show to do this. Or I want mm-hmm. X, Y, Z more listeners or whatever. Right. right. And then based on that goal you set, that will dictate what the celebration will be. So let's say, I don't know how many of y'all listeners. Y'all I want to get, get 1,500 more listeners. So... And by what period of time? By motherfucking June. So by June 1st? June 1st. So June 1st is the goal. We put a sticky in here. We want 1,500 more listeners, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. By June 1st. Mm-hmm. 
It's a down-home push right now to June 1st mm-hmm. to get 1,500 more listeners. Right. So all the listeners that's listening right now right. know that you got a goal for June 1st. So we got a goal to for get June fi- 1st to, to get, get 1,500 more listeners. Right, right, right. Once we get closer to the goal, wherever the number is today, mm-hmm. we're going to have a party somewhere in New York. Mm-hmm. And the radio show ain't got no money. We all going to meet somewhere unless right. you got a few dollars. And we could get a Blue Apron. This is a good sponsorship opportunity for you to come serve some food and shit and mm-hmm, do a little mm-hmm, sample place. Mm-hmm. Send us a box. Send us a box. We'll have a box for 1,500 people. For 1,500 people mm-hmm. or 500 people. Let them sample it. Or whatever. And we're going to have that on June 1st somewhere in New York City. We can meet in Central Park. Right. And you can invite your 1,500 listeners, new listeners, and mm-hmm. it's a new listener party. No, we're going we're gonna, we're gonna to celebrate some of the old ones too because. You know, in order to get to 1500 you know what I'm saying, these listeners got to tell. Bring them both. Okay, cool. Bring them both. All right, I just want to get that straight. But that becomes the celebration. All right, that's the celebration. That's the type of shit I do How we head. do it? How we do it, though? We just did it. June 1st. We, we got to get 1500 more listeners. Now I'm saying we, we got, we got Blue Apron work. boxes. And then I'm saying, like, execution-wise... What do we? You know what I'm saying, how do we get them? How do we get people to feel good and be happy? Like when you go to your shit, people be happy and shit. People be feeling good, and you know what I'm saying. Motherfuckers is like, oh, Gary throw the best parties and shit. That's the first thing I learned about you. Right. It's like this motherfucker throw great parties. You was in the event department at Vibe. You did all of the branded big events. Right. But pers- the personal parties, people enjoy. It. Right. You know what I'm saying you go to your house just on a random Saturday, people enjoy. It. Like. How do you get that? How do you take, they're here, it's June 1st, they're at the park. How do we take it from just we're here to, I'm feeling good, I like, I know what, I like this inner conversation shit. This conversation that you're having Mm -hmm. is just going to be with 1,500 more motherfuckers. Oh. Ain't nothing change. It's just going to be more people. Mm -hmm. And we're going to play music. And then we're going to eat and And we're going to eat. And we're going to network, and, and all your listeners who's on the hustle is going to be there. And you could put, I divvy up, I'm just making this shit up right now. I divvy up the floor, if you did in Central Park, in the four sections. Mm-hmm. And I'd have a hustle section, established section. That'd be my section. section. That'd be my section. I had an established section. That's D-Lemon. The one to do new something section. And the, I'm just a friend of the, the experience section. Mm-hmm. And I make them compete against each other. Oh, how do, how do you do that? Compete on what? Like a egg toss, skin win, skin, you know, shake booty, twerk contest, shit, you know, creative shit. Oh, not twerk contest. No twerk, no twerk. Oh, shit. It depends. No, I'm from know. Miami. You I know don't know who the listeners is. Let's <laughs> get the premise of what I'm saying. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's organic to the process. So you of just the make people. them. You just you it's bring about them, the people. You make sure that all the different it's about selections the, it's about come the, together some kind of way. It's about the people. About the people. It's always about the people. And All the rest of this shit, we just passing through. We just passing through the flesh right now. No doubt. And with that, you know what I'm saying, the people who have listened to this show tonight, we appreciate you. We celebrate you. Shout out. Thanks, people. And it's about you. You know what I'm saying? And we're going to get to those 1,500 listeners. You know what I'm saying? Because all you had to do, each one of you that's listening to my voice, if you can hear me, can you hear me? Tell a friend to tell a friend and even an enemy to get in the conversation. And we'll hit that 1500. Easy. You know what I'm saying? So, G. Lou, tell them where you're going to be, man. 
Check me out at samround.com. www.samround.com. That's S N D R N D.com. Word. It's a new music platform. No doubt. That's all I'm going to tell you. That's all he can tell you. That's all I can tell you. Because he got right that now. paperwork on him. But the paperwork is on me right now. You know now. what I'm saying? And there's paper behind it. No <laughs> doubt. No doubt. You know what I'm saying? And this is, you know, the voice of your choice. I'm going to be on the Instagram at Mr. Muhammad. Be on the Snapchat at Thorough TV. And I'm going to be in Brooklyn. You heard? So tell a friend to tell a friend and even enemy. Get in the conversation. Thank you for listening. This has been a Stand Up Labs production powered by digital media. Subscribe to new and archived episodes wherever you listen to podcasts and find all of our shows at StandUpLabs.nyc. Stand clear of the closing doors, please. We out.